Okay, hello. Good evening, everyone. My name is Todd Nielsen. It is the temple's pleasure to have Bhante Jinananda give a guest Dhamma talk about the practical application of the five precepts in Buddhism. Our precept ceremony is approaching and we are looking forward to hearing his perspective on the significance of the Buddhist precepts. Bhante Jinananda, a well-known Buddhist educator, is a resident Buddhist monk from the Ottawa, Canada, Hilda Jaya Wardena Ramaya Buddhist Monastery and Meditation Center. Bhante J has been in North America for nearly eight years and has been a qualified meditation master for decades in the Theravadan Buddhist tradition. Thank you. So I think uh, I, we can start. Thank you very much, uh, Todd, for the introduction and welcome. And thank you, Vante Vardhya uh, and all the venerable monks at the Blue Lotus Buddhist Temple for inviting me to conduct this uh, one hour session with meditation and also the talk on the said topic. And also uh, Bhikkhuni Vemala and uh, dear friends, uh, we are going to have a wonderful evening with the meditation and Dhamma. So let me uh, begin uh, the meditation with you. As I uh, as I'm instructed by the Venerable Padia, uh, uh, we do meditation for nearly 30 minutes. And that consists of uh, uh, meditation on breath and also loving kindness. And then uh, we end the meditation for, uh, for the Dharma talk. So uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to start the meditation by giving some instruction. Uh, then uh, after the short instruction, I would say uh, Namotasa three times to pay our respect to the Buddha and uh, in, in Pali and English, then we start the guided meditation. I do not take too long for instruction because I have the sense uh, that you all meditate well every Monday and uh, maybe other days uh, because uh, you have great teachers uh, around you. So I know that you meditate well. So the meditation in my perspective, perspective is the uh, uh, way to bring ourselves into higher state of peace and happiness. There are maybe many, many approaches for that. Uh, simply, it teaches us to be mindful of the body and mind. One of the extraordinary things in meditation is to keep our mind with the body. We are physically here, but the question is whether we are mentally here or somewhere else. So if you are able to keep your mind with your body, wherever you are, which posture you are in, you would be definitely in a, in a unison uh, with your body and mind and the reciprocal relationship between uh, your body and mind would be uh, peaceful. There you find joy and happiness. So when you take the meditation subject uh, breathing, there, there is a great chance for you to get your uh, mind, wandering mind into uh, the present moment, which means something happened at this uh, moment would be uh, you know, uh, very important, the key thing for your mind to rely on. There you feel physical and mental relaxation, uh, which we expect uh, at the very beginning of the meditation if we do, a, if we do our meditation successfully. Um, the breathing meditation has so many stages, but I do not think we can go into each, but simply, um, that is uh, what we expect, just to keep our attention in the, in the breath. And there you uh, know the feelings, sensation of the body. And of course, you come to know what kind of mind and what kind of mental state you have there in the, in the meditation. So I slowly switch uh, or add, uh, you know, another type of meditation, which we always do, that is loving kindness meditation. Uh, so we can do it because we focus the breath and the body and everything with the basis of loving kindness. So we can add 
uh, that medit uh, loving kindness meditation into that part. So let's get, get into uh, short chanting on noble virtues of the Buddha in Pali and English. Then we set uh, ourselves to go into the deep meditation. Namo tassa bhagavato arhato Samma sambuddhassa Namo tassa bhagavato arhato Samma sambuddhassa Namo tassa bhagavato arhato samma sambuddhassa. Homage to the blessed one, the worthy one, the fully enlightened one. Homage to the blessed one, the worthy one, the fully enlightened one. Homage to the blessed one, the worthy one, the fully enlightened one. With the peaceful sound of the bell, you enter into meditation. First of all, we all become mindful of the posture. There we have the knowledge of what kind of feelings and sensation we have in the body. Imagine that you sit in front of a mirror where you can reflect yourself. Similarly, you have some mental images of the whole physical body. Feel your head, shoulders, hands, the middle part of the body, especially the chest, abdomen, and lower abdomen. We also become mindful of the back of the body, the spine. Then the hips area and the legs to the feet and toes. Just like a physician checks a body of a patient for details, you have been in a very mindful observation of the physical body. Do this exercise to know about the body with compassion and kindness because this is the vehicle like things that you carry with you. It is a, like, it is a tool 
for you to find peace and happiness. Inside the body, there are brain, there is a brain and also other bodily organs such as heart, liver, lungs, kidneys, and various other important body parts. Be happy because you are here meditating for peace and happiness. What is the most important thing for this body to survive now? It is this in-breath and out-breath that happens at the nostril. So friends, bring your peaceful attention to the in-breath and out-breath now. If you do not feel it well, the thing you need to do is to breathe in intentionally for a few times and release them mindfully in the same way. There you can see that you feel the breath well So you would be able to find the natural rhythm of the breath slowly and mindfully. You are in the present moment observing this in-breath and out-breath. 
keep your attention when the breath arises and passes away. Sometimes the breath becomes longer than, sometimes it becomes shorter. By this observation, you let your body and both mind and body relaxed and find unity. This is the best medicine you ever get for your good health. You are in the journey to peace and happiness. have self confidence that brings that this brings me joy and happiness you are surrounded by wholesome friends the energy in the room in the hall you are in is also peaceful Be happy that this is the best moment of your life. If one brings joy and happiness into application in this way, that, that is the metta or loving kindness we have in our mind. So friends, with the basic attention to the breath, fill your heart with loving kindness. May I be well, happy, peaceful, relaxed. May this body and also mine be free from suffering. May they be free from stress, frustration, anxiety. Make your mind simple and gentle by letting it to think just this moment.
with the sense of goodwill and benevolence for you. You can look at the entire world where fellow human beings, other living beings live in. Imagine that you are peacefully float in the sky in a beautiful, calm environment. There you can see the entire world, the universe, just like a beloved father or mother love unconditionally the only child even with the rest of life you consider each and every living beings in the entire universe your own son sons and daughters may all living beings be well be happy be peaceful. Your mind is full with loving kindness, compassion and joy. There is wisdom in your mind that each and every living beings would like to be happy and peaceful. So you send radiance of loving kindness to each direction from you. May all living beings be well, be happy, be peaceful. Those who suffer from fatal diseases, especially victim of coronavirus around the world, they must be in great pain and fear. So wish them happiness, life free from pain and fear. And those who become victim of natural disasters and those who die and those who come to this world, may they all be well. Be happy, be peaceful. Very important thing is to know what exactly your mind has now. Is it peaceful, well concentrated on loving kindness? May I be well, may I be peaceful, may I be mindful, and so all living beings.
we all know the fact that everything in this universe, including my life, is uncertain, impermanent. But I am jo joyful and peaceful because everything happens in the present moment. If you keep your mind open, simple, peaceful and kindful at this moment, you go to the next moment, next hour, next day, with the same feelings. So have a great determination in mind that this is the spirit I lead my life. No harm for myself, nor anyone else. The words I utter, the actions I do, even thoughts I think, become based on peace, happiness, loving kindness. May all beings be well, be happy, be peaceful. Maintaining the peaceful state of your mind, you may listen to the beautiful sounds of the meditation bell. It reminds you that the life and everything in life goes like the beautiful sounds of the bell. And at some point, it ends peacefully. So am I. I will be in peace, total freedom and happiness and joy. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Okay, friends, with great joy in mind, open your eyes and that's the end of the meditation. Thank you so much for meditating with me and with everyone in the group. It's a great pleasure to be with you in the meditation. Let me begin the short Dhamma talk uh, with the topics given to me. As Todd said, the topic is the practical applications of the five precepts in Bodhisattva. Uh, practical application of the five precepts in Bodhisattva it's a wonderful topic to have a Dhamma dialogue because of many reasons. In this short uh, Dhamma talk, I try my best to give you the important points of 
the five precepts and basically how it could be applied to our life in the journey to peace and happiness. Uh, as Todd said that you are all going to a ceremony where you uh, specifically focus the five precepts and uh, uh, try to bring the Dhamma with it into your life. So I think uh, discussion about uh, five precepts would be very important because of the uh, importance of and relevance of it for the meditation and also Dhamma-centered living. Uh, when we talk about the five precepts, what exactly comes to our mind in the first place is that these, uh, these precepts, uh, five precepts are the basis for moral foundation. When we look at the uh, moral foundation, we can see different categories and levels of ethical conduct. I'm as a monk, uh, we have a lot of training rules. And, uh, but what is the basic for all Buddhists in Buddhism, not only in Theravada Buddhism, but for the Mahayana and Tantrayana, Vajrayana, all these uh, sectors of Buddhism, this is the basic principle, five precepts. I'm pretty sure that all of you know about this uh, because uh, it is the foundation for each and everyone. But I would like to uh, tell you these uh, five precepts and details of them during my uh, short talks. Uh, therefore, uh, I just want to make the background why and how this could be important for us. Uh, whether you are a monk or a lay person, we need a foundation, especially when we look, when we seek for spiritual success. Uh, by taking the five precepts as your guiding principles, what exactly we do is to train our mind into peace and happiness. As you have uh, clearly heard, uh, the, our mind is just like a monkey. Uh, it goes to different uh, you know, objects uh, over the course of living. Every time our mind is busy with something. This very fact uh, is, uh, is the key for us to uh, you know, take the five precepts to discipline our mind into a state of peace. In uh, Dhammapada, one of the famous books in Theravada Buddhism, the Buddha said that uh, uh, the mind is wild like a wild horse or wild uh, you know, dog or elephant. And it is, the, it is us take some principles, just like tools and ropes uh, to train the mind into discipline. In, in, in the Dhammapada elsewhere, Buddha said that sile patitai narosapanyo. I'm just using some Pali words because that's how I am I'm, I'm, I'm able to get the meaning of the very important Dhamma facts. There, Buddha said that the ethical, uh, you know, all the ethical principles in Buddhism based on three cardinal principles that is, sila, samadhi, panya morality, concentration, and wisdom. When you, uh, the a Noble Eightfold Path, as you will heard, uh, stand on these three pillars, morality, concentration, and wisdom. So when we take the plight to practice the three pillars, we definitely consider the ethical principles as the foundation for even samadhi and panya. Sile patitta narosapanyo. The one who is wise always take the precepts and moral ethical principles to discipline his mind further. It is wise individual always, uh, you know, appreciate the moral principles for their practice, especially on uh, concentration, mindfulness, and also achieve wisdom. Without moral principles, we cannot get samadhi, we cannot get 
peaceful state of mind. Without peaceful state of mind, there is no chance at all for, for us to develop the seed of wisdom in our mind. So this is how the combination uh, you know, appears in the Buddha's teaching, especially with regard to three pillars, morality, concentration, and wisdom. So with regard to five precepts uh, and the other set of moral principles, we see this significance that everybody has to understand why we need to be morally wholesome in order to get uh, you know, some sort of happiness in, in the Buddha's teaching. Practically, a lot of people uh, get to know about the Buddha and Buddha's teaching and all these uh, higher level of uh, peaceful mind through the meditation. I'm pretty sure that many of you would uh, came to know about Blue Lotus Buddhist Temple because of the uh, Bhante Sujata's, uh, Venerable Bhante Sujata's meditation practices. Maybe you heard about meditation as it is uh, famous today uh, through the internet or from friends. So you all come into this training uh, because of the extraordinary feeling that I could be happy by meditating. But have you meditated well uh, to bring your mind into peace and happiness always? Haven't you experienced some problems, difficulties during the meditation? Did you get, get all the meditation session so cool and enjoyable? I guess no, because uh, we have been meditation teachers for a while. And when we have discussion with people, we know that they have a number of problems. That is because of lack of some ethical conducts, principles. This is the place where we need five precepts in its full form in our practice. If we can go further beyond the five precepts, that would be really great. But the five precepts are enough for each and every individual, despite the age gap, to bring their mind into peace and happiness easily. I remember one story. Uh, there was a monk, and this monk was the attendance to the Buddha uh, at the early stages of the Buddha's life. It is a very interesting story. It could happen to us as well. That's why I'm telling it to you. This monk's name is Megia. So this uh, venerable Megya was attending to the Buddha and one day he went to a, a nearby village and on the way to the village for food, he saw a beautiful mango garden, right? You would see apple, apple garden and other things uh, in this country. But in India, in Sri Lanka, where we grew up, we can see these things quite often. So this Bhante, as soon as he saw the mango garden, thought that, oh, wonderful place for me to come and meditate. So I should get the permission from the Buddha and come here and meditate to enlighten myself. So he got uh, back to the monastery where the Buddha was and uh, asked the permission. Buddha said, uh, can you stay here until somebody come for me because I'm alone here. So, but Venerable Megya did not uh, listen to the Buddha for three times and Buddha gave the permission at last because Venerable Megya asked the permission for uh, meditation to attain enlightenment. How, how come Buddha, you know, uh, this, uh, you know, stop him if he goes for medi long meditation to attain enlightenment? So story is a long one. I'm telling it in short. So Venerable Megya went to the mango garden and select a, uh, a tree that he could uh, sit under and prepare the seed and started his meditation. You know, friends, he could not bring his mind into whatever meditation subject he took. He failed. He was a total failure. He tried several hours to at least to sit uh, 
without any movements, but he was unable to do that. Then he returned to the Buddha in the later evening and said that, Bhante, I was unable to meditate. What is the reason for, for me to have such a bad experience? Because I, I want to meditate. I want to attain enlightenment. I have Shraddha, the confidence on my uh, moral principle, you know, peaceful life, monk's life. And I have the other important components of my life for, for sit and meditate. But what could happen to me? What, what was happening to me at that time? Then Buddha said that, he said, Buddha said many things, but one of the things he said that, Megya, you lack of moral principles. Uh, you, you need more strength on moral principles in order to take such a huge flight in the meditation to attain enlightenment. That's why I ask you uh, not to go to meditate for three times. If I said, if I asked you, uh, you to uh, stay here, you would uh, be upset. So I let you go because, not, because I knew that you could not do this, you lack of ethical moral principle. See friends, uh, even if this monk was with the Buddha for some time, he had to do something with his moral principle. That is one of the five things actually. He lack of moral principle and there were other things he, he needed to complete. So why do I take this story? Because the meditation doesn't work well if we have holes in our five principles at least. What are the five principles? Like time is running very fast, so I should get into five precepts. As you know, I know that you are well aware of the five precepts, Panatipata, uh, uh, I, I promise to abstain from killing, harming living beings, and then stealing come as the second and then uh, uh, the sensual and sexual misconduct. Then the fourth one is telling lies. And the last one is uh, taking uh, alcohol or liquor or drugs that could heedlessness. Uh, so there is, there is a particular way we say it uh, in Pali. And when it comes to English uh, translation, so always based on I, it is not for somebody else, you cannot uh, you know, practice uh, five principles for somebody else. But it is only an individual uh, training and you promise yourself in front of venerable monks and also, uh, uh, you know, metaphorically we keep the Buddha statue and in front of the Buddha statue, we promise ourselves to uh, behave based on the five principles. I like to take the exact words of the Buddha uh, related to five principles uh, before I go into uh, the, uh, the practical personal level of five principles and the, also the uh, influence that we have on social levels so, with, with the five precepts. So Buddha clearly said that we have two uh, important side of five principles. Those who come to the five precepts ceremony, come with this understanding that I take the five principles into my life just to be away from some five wrongdoings. Perhaps you do not do them now, but there is a consistency on self-confidence that uh, with the five precepts that I do not do. What are the wrongdoing we could uh, do is killing, harming living beings, the first one. And the second one is the intention of taking what is not given and the real act of intention. Then the third one is, as I said earlier, uh, sexual and also sensual misconduct. And then telling lies, something not true is said as true is telling lies. And then, uh, the, the behavior with uh, all these uh, drugs, liquor, the, and all the uh, substances that we take for heedlessness. So we promise ourselves to 
avoid these five wrongdoings. But according to the Buddha's word, this is uh, not completed yet. But when you, uh, when you observe five principles, you just say, I promise myself to be away from killing living beings, stealing, misconduct, lies, and drinks and drugs, and that's all. But uh, uh, behind this, there are five important positive qualities we developed, and we should be mindful about that. What are these five? Five things are avoided, and you take the five things into your life. What are these positive five things? When you promise yourself to abstain from killing, harming, disturbing all living beings, what you, you are, of course, open your mind to loving kindness. When you do not harm anyone, the mind is empty from that anger, hatred, ill will, but mind is full with compassion and loving kindness. So your promise to yourself is to be away from killing, harming living beings, and then practice loving kindness. Then only friends, uh, the first precepts is completed uh, to bring uh, your mind into peaceful state. Then uh, you promise yourself to abstain from stealing, taking what is not given. And there is a sense of security you provide for neighbors and uh, people around because you, uh, you know, secure the property of others. Even the, you know, plagiarism is not done under this principle if you observe it well. So you, you avoid stealing, but practice giving, practice generosity. Then misconduct is avoided completely when you observe it. There you uh, practice uh, complete uh, lawful practices. You use your senses eyes, ears, nose, tongue, and body peacefully, and you do not breach this line of peaceful state, peaceful livelihood. And when it comes to the lying part, you never lie even for profit, because that is, uh, you know, some, sometimes people lie, uh, just uh, thinking that they could get out of a problem, but it's short term. But the moral disaster happened with the life or some uh, you know profitable things uh, is huge friends so speaking truth is always beneficial sometimes the happy things happens later on and uh, it is easy to tell a lie than telling a truth in this practical world so when we comes to the fifth one we do not take any liquor any drugs any substance that make us unconscious but we practice mindfulness and awareness. So you can see clearly that there is a negative five things that you should avoid. And then the positive side that you push yourself into the next level of practice, which I clearly call concentration samadhi. So, Sile Patitai Narasapanyo Chittang Panyanchabhavya, those who understand the five principles in this manner definitely bring samadhi into application very easily, and then also uh, development of wisdom. So when we comes to a personal level, uh, by observing five principles, we expect uh, trouble-free life. Look at the world today. We, I, I have seen, you know, when, the, when Bhante Bhadya asked me to have this short talk with this topic, I. Uh, search what can I say to this uh, group of people who meditate with monks and different people. Then I found uh, a lot of videos and articles how people engage with uh, killing and stealing and then uh, misconduct and telling lies and so on. When we look at carefully those problems, issues in human life, they always invite those problems because they lack of those principles. I have experienced that, that when I, whenever I, based on these five principles, as well as many other principles, 
the sense of security is there. You do not want to worry about any problems when you are in these five principles. The, uh, the spiritual aspect of the five principles is huge, friends, because not only the self-confidence you have when you take these five principles and practice over and over again, but there is a, some power, energy uh, in this physical body and mind that protects you from uh, any violation, any problems around you. That is true. I experienced that uh, in my life and I, a lot of people have experienced that. So when we comes to so, uh, personal level, uh, uh, you know, preliminary uh, groundwork for the cultivation of higher virtues and wisdom is there. And when it comes to social level, Buddha said very clearly that you provide the security for the society. When you promise yourself not to kill, not to harm, but to, but, but to practice or extend loving friendliness, you, you, you have a lot of friends around. The society, the people you associate have full confidence on you. Today, one of the problems we have is insecure feelings. This society, unfortunately, uh, train us to be, uh, you know, individual uh, and, uh, and, and isolate individual. Uh, that is not what we have in the Buddhist culture. Uh, monks and lay people always appreciate uh, and try to live to the, be together because it is the way we spread loving kindness. I don't mean that you live in one room, but but. Uh, when you have loving kindness, there is a sense of love and security, and that comes from where we, uh, you know, abstain from killing, harming living beings. So when you uh, practice the other four principles, you provide the security. What about the uh, uh, the the fifth one? Right, the you know when you drink alcohol, you are not yourself. You cannot drive, you cannot talk to uh, a person as you are. Uh, and uh, your mind is uh, suspended and frozen into a state. Uh, therefore, you do not know what you, what you think. And one of the videos I watch is one person is uh, drunk and, uh, and he is driving and, uh, and now the police is caught. Uh, police is on the way and he's caught and uh, he was questioned and he cannot answer anything and he sent to he was sent to jail. Uh, so this happened, you know, having liquor is a social thing and uh, and this uh, five principles are recommended by the Buddha uh, though for those who find peace and happiness, which is uh, permanent and long uh, lasting. But if you want, when we talk about the mundane life uh, and how to, you know, maintain it, it would be a component for you to drink and socialize with friends. But what we are talking about today with the five precepts is find, finding peace and happiness in uh, with the five precepts. So, uh, but then the Buddha knows that we have shortcomings and mistakes, though we say that these five principles should be practiced as they are, we may be uh, having some, you know, violations and mistakes, but th these five are not uh, rules and regulations that entail punishment. We need to take the karma into effect with these five principles. If you do, uh, uh, you know, follow these five principles as they are. There is a, as I said, good, good sense of feeling and you get uh, self-confidence that you are a good person. One of the very important thing because a lot of people do not know who they are. The first thing we need to know that I am a good person, but it could not be imagined or bring about somewhere, you have to feel it perfectly. So that feeling self-confident that I'm a good person come when only you take them uh, genuinely, uh, frankly, 
and live with that. There you see, uh, you know, sense of uh, that peaceful state of mind. So uh, when we comes to telling lies, uh, because I, some principles uh, have a lot of emphasis than the, uh, a couple of principles. Uh, because uh, in the application of five principles uh, in, uh, in the social level, we have the fifth one and the second one, uh, uh, sorry, uh, the th third one are very important. It doesn't mean that the others are unimportant, but uh, when we comes to the third one and the uh, fourth one, uh, especially if you can tell a lie, you can do all bad, all, you can violate all the other four principles. So the Musawa, the telling lies is emphasized as one of the important things because uh, if you ha habitually tell lies, you can kill a person and tell that I didn't do that. And then uh, you can steal something uh, uh, from someone and say that easily that you never do it, right? But if you drink and you cannot tell a lie because it is uh, clearly visible for somebody. So friends, uh, uh, according to the commentarial uh, you know, stand, we have five things uh, to be completed to uh, you know, violate one, one, of, uh, one principle of these five. Like uh, if you want to commit uh, killing or harming living beings, uh, into death, you have to complete five things. Basically, the first one, the very important one is the intention. If you do not have any intention to kill a living beings, the act of killing is never happened. Even though uh, your car hit uh, somebody and died, the moral, moral, the, the moral principle is not violated. There would be a uh, a fine or uh, jail or whatever punishment that the legal system uh, prescribed for you, but you did not have intention to kill that person. It happens by an accident. Uh, therefore, the intention of uh, killing living beings is the very important thing. There we have, you, you must be known that uh, there is a, that particular you know, person is a being then uh, you should know uh, that you should have the knowledge that you are going to kill a living being and the in intention and using any type of weapons to, to do the act of killing, then the real act of killing or, uh, should be there. So these five conditions without any uh, exception should be there to uh, complete the killing. Then only that demerits follows you uh, from the killing. Like that, friends, uh, each uh, other four, uh, each five, uh, friends, you know, violation should have conditions to complete the violation. So I'm not going into details, but my focus uh, was with this short talk is that by following five principles, you never lose your friends. You never lose the happiness in this world. In my understanding, according to the Buddha's teaching, when uh, with these five principles, you find peace and happiness better than ever. Your life become, uh, you know, regulated and more organized. And uh, it could be, uh, uh, your life could be a reason for others' happiness and you become a magnet-like person. You would be very attractive person because you practice loving kindness when you practice the first principles. With loving kindness, you of course, uh, uh, you know, protect the other's properties and you would definitely lo practice loving kindness when you love your partner and uh, keep the honesty with you because with the third principles, you preserve honesty. Uh, uh, and and genuine, genuineness is really preserved with the third precepts. And because I, be, I began my talk by saying that our mind is wild, it's just like a monkey. Uh, 
mean with objects around it could uh, you know travel into different uh, you know perspectives opinions both uh, you know uh, wholesome and unwholesome but if you do not have five principles what happen it is always associating something negative when you do not think about the five principles with uh, specific emphasis and disregard what are the underlying tendencies you you have in your mind is greed hatred and ignorance these are the three roots of suffering unhappiness uh, disappointment frustration so when you do not practice uh, these five principles no matter you whether you are a buddhist or a christian or catholic these are labels but when we comes to humanity these five principles uh, uh, you know protects our peaceful life if these five principles are absent from our life what we develop in our mind is greed hatred and delusion they feed lot of unwholesomeness in our life so the underlying tendency of the violation of five principles is such uh, that these uh, three roots of suffering then when you abstain from five principles and follow the wholesome positive qualities you slowly but firmly get the opposite of three roots of suffering what are they non greed which means generosity then uh, Uh, non hatred or ill will which means loving kindness and the last one the third one is non delusion which means wisdom your life in life is in a super peaceful state so uh, there are a lot of things to share with uh, this topic uh, practical practical application of the five precepts in buddhism is really nice because we all need to make our mind peaceful happy and relaxed when we talk we need to talk what should be talked when we do things we need them to be perfect so friends these are the five principles buddha did not recommend that 100 principles for you how many five so uh, sometime you apply one principles than the others uh, sometime you have uh, another principles come into uh, priority so that kind of uh, variance would be there in day to day life so friends uh, take the message of the buddha about the five principles and uh, live a life of peaceful when you practice loving kindness based on five principles and other important principles you of course practice secular buddhism i would say what does this mean you do not uh, hate anyone else and you uh, love your life and maintain on peace and happiness with loving kindness there and practice it so this is therefore very spiritual in my point of view and then you find the middle ground as exactly said the buddha buddha said the middle path so you find a very strong peace and happiness so friends uh, Uh, i would like to share with you dhamma more and more but uh, time uh, is a barrier and badhya asked me to have one hour in maybe 5 10 minutes more uh, but uh, i have taken 5 uh, minutes uh, in addition to what he said uh, this is a very nice topic to elaborate and go into other important dhamma facts but um, i keep it uh, Uh, for next time if i if i will if i am available otherwise uh, you would know many dhamma on the application of the five precepts in buddhism from venerable badhya and most venerable bante sujat and those beautiful monks uh, so thank you for listening carefully and meditating with me and i wish you blessing and those who come to uh, precept ceremony will uh, be joyful with these five precepts and those who practice it uh, in day to day life may you all find peace and happiness thank you very much sadhu 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 thank you bante jinananda
Um, that's very good talk, something we all have to remember. Also, I wanna make a special announcement. Um, there will be a special Dhamma talk by Bhante Upananda. The topic is the four requirements for progress in life. And that is this coming Saturday. So um, keep uh, your eye on our Facebook page under events. And thank you uh, again, Bhante Jinananda. <laughs>